You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc., But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. This week we have Amy Clark, but before that, Nikki, what's going on? Well, so life is good um, and stressful, but it's good. Um, I think it's cool because being in Bend, some of our group runs are starting to open up and come back to life. And so we have uh, Chase and I often try and go to TPG, which is Tuesday performance group, like speed workouts. And then my mom, my stroller running mom group is starting up again this week. And I'm kind of bummed because now everything's opening up, but we're going to be gone for a couple months. And um, so it's like I'm craving that community, but then we're going to not be in it. (laughs) So um, it's a little sad. But last night I went to TPG and it was very hot. Oh, my goodness. And I actually... I was like to chase, I I said, it's going to be so hot. I'm going to die. And then Dash got super uh, worried and concerned about me. And he was like, mama, never say that word again. Oh my gosh. Oh, cute. I'm I'm just going to, I don't handle heat very well. So I was worried. And honestly, I think I'm like still dehydrated. I tried to drink so much water, but like the first two repeats we did, they were like thousand meter repeats. Um, the first two felt fine and good and strong. The second two felt like, uh, death (laughs) (laughs) coming into me. And it was, um, I just, you, you know, that feeling where it's like, you're so hot and sweaty that you almost start to get cold and like get bumps. I was feeling like pretty sick afterwards, but still great to go. Um, so that's that's my little update. I'm it was it's always good to do speed work and it is. it is. Even when you're feeling crappy after, it's good to do it. So what's going on with you? Well, I made it to Auburn with my 100 mile. I made it in 15 hours, 46 minutes and 42 seconds. If only I could actually run 100 miles in 15 hours and 46 minutes. <laughs> that would be good. Yes, that was the Western States virtual yes, yep. race. So yep. cool. Yeah. Put on by single track running. So it was kind of nice. You get the whole month to run a hundred miles. So I, I made it to Auburn. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Especially yeah. since Western States is this weekend. Yes, I know. I made it before. Yeah. Um, otherwise I've just been yesterday. I took a break. We kind of had a rough day. Um, and then 
I'm, I don't know. I've just been splitting my runs and it's just been great. I've loved getting more miles in, but I'm breaking it up. So it's not one big chunk, which is nice. Cause then it's not, I, I don't know. I feel like it takes less time <laughs> to do mm-hmm. when I mm-hmm. split it up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So what are you loving this week? Well, so, um, I late, I recently bought a bag of scratch labs, uh, sport recovery drink mix. Yeah. Chocolate flavored. So good. And yes, it is really good. And I feel like it has like a billion probiotic cultures, uh, to support your digestive health. And I just, you know, I mean, because of us talking to moms and them reminding us that it is good to have something quick, like get something good in, inside you within 15 minutes of your workout or long run, um, I just have been trying to listen to that advice <laughs> and maybe I'll feel better. Um, and so last night after the workout and just being pretty depleted, I brought this recovery drink to like in the car with me and I was able to have it right after on the drive home. Nice. And uh, it just, it helps. It really we helps. Plan ahead. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> Good job. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so it was really easy on my stomach which I appreciated because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can just feel pretty sick after yeah. like a hard run. And, um, yeah, it just tastes like chocolate milk. So it's, it's perfect. That's what I like. What do you like? Uh, virtual races. <laughs> so like I said, I completed the hundred miles to Auburn, um, virtual race. And I just signed up for beast pacing and you get a pick. They have one every month. So they had one in June, they have one in July and they have one in August and, um, you get to see, uh, or you get to pick your distance with this. So I picked 150 miles cause I did a hundred this month. I'm going to do 150 next month or in July. Um, and then also UTMB because UTMB got canceled, they are doing a virtual race and you have from July 20th until August 30th and you get to pick your, um, race distance and I think elevation as well. Oh, now, they have like some details, but it's not a ton. So I'm kind of looking forward to probably signing up for that one and seeing what I can do. There's not a lot of elevation. So I, I don't, I mean, around me. Right. So I don't know what I would do with that. <laughs> not you. not the elevation. Yeah. Elevated. yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I'm excited to kind of do that. And then they also, um, are working with, uh, it's called UTMB for the planet, unite and support through your own new digital event. So they're, um, donating all the money that's raised to WWF France, which is for, um, trail running activities and environmental issues cool. working together. So it's kind of nice. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. awesome. And I wonder if, if the UTMB one is going to be similar to the hundred miles to Auburn that you just did with like yeah. seeing your progress. It, it, do you think it'll be like that where you I get to different so. aid stations? Yeah. And I'm yeah, that it would be, be really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like following along and I don't know the UTMB aid stations like you do, mm-hmm. but it would be fun to see like where I am in comparison to that. Yeah. 
yeah, I wonder if they're going to do that. I don't Probably. Know. But yeah, it would be cool to kind of just pretend that you're out in the Alps. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's good. Good job staying motivated because it goes, it goes up and down for me. So. Yeah. yeah. I know. I love these like month long virtual things because it's like a big goal that you can space out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good nice. job. Yeah. Cool. This week, like I mentioned before, we have Amy Clark and she is the editor of ultra running magazine. Um, she lives in Bend, Oregon, right? Over by, with me. With, yep. With Nikki. Nikki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talk about Western States, which is, that would be this weekend, um, which is pretty mm-hmm. exciting. And she goes through the whole story and I just, I kind of get choked up a little bit because it was so cool seeing the emotion and, you know, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like how excited she got about talking about Western States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She ran it last year and mm-hmm. I think that was her first hundred miler. And so, yeah, great to hear about that. We hear about what it's like to be an editor of the magazine. Mm-hmm. We hear about mom life too, because yeah. she's a mom of twins and um, that's pretty dang awesome that she's still doing all of this stuff, doing her dream job, running all these super long races and she has twins. And so it's very inspiring. Love our time with her. Please give it a listen. Hi, Amy. How are you doing today? I'm good, Nikki. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm doing great. I'm thrilled that you're here with us. Hey, thanks for having me on. I, I'm excited and I'm honored and all that. So thank you so much. Yeah, Awesome. So do you want to give us a little introduction on yourself? Who is Amy Clark? Uh, Sure. Um, So my name's Amy Clark. I live in Bend, Oregon, and I've been here for almost 20 years. And I have, I'm married, have twins who are 10 years old, soon to be 11 in September. Um... I am the editor for Ultra Running Magazine. I am an ultra runner. <laughs> um, I, yeah, and I'm, uh, I guess, a little, well, I, I don't hide it, but I'm a, I'm a big music fan, so um, I'm missing my live concerts right now. Oh, sh- for sure. Not yeah, to mention the races, but bend. also the concerts, yeah. 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 <laughs> In Bend, we have such a cool outdoor concert scene, and I think a lot of people are... Sad. I, I know I had tickets to see Dave Matthews in September and that got pushed. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't, Vampire Weekend was also scheduled to be here in August and they got canceled. So, um, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Who else, who else do you like? What, uh, what like kind the of music? brothers? Um, and I had tickets to see them in Red Rocks this year, all three nights. And I was really oh, bummed that got pushed aw. to next year as well. So, oh no, that's crazy. But at least you'll get a go still, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. I, know. <laughs> oh, I, I love the Ava Brothers. That was going to be a bucket list one, oh. uh, as far as Red Rocks go. I've seen the Ava Brothers, but yeah, yeah. Red Rocks uh, is awesome. Yeah, I've heard good things. things. Yeah, uh, and I love the Ava Brothers. Um, They're I pretty amazing. Last, yeah, I saw them in Bend uh, last summer. 
Oh, you did. Oh, yay. So you were at that show too. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know the song, um, No Hard Feelings? Uh huh. Yeah. That song I heard for the first time, um, like just, it was like a couple, it was like a week or two before that concert. Before the show. Yeah. They end yeah. every show with it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. And, yeah. um, I fell in love with it and, it was actually like it came at a time like my grandpa had just passed away. Yeah. And yeah. and so that those lyrics like yeah. really I heard them on the way to his funeral. And then I'm back in Bend at the concert and they finished with that song. And I just oh. it was really <laughs> sweet. It was moving. That's yeah. Cool. That's what you're yeah. trying. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it gives me goosebumps. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I know. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it was like just. Maybe a little weepy at the concert. <laughs> Maybe a little, yeah. <laughs> so that's me. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm pretty. Um, I'm. I'm not like nothing. Nothing too crazy. I. I. I feel like every day right now has been so just mu- like mushed together that I feel like oh I'm not that exciting and you know life is just oh. boring right now. So. <laughs> oh. You are exciting. You are Uh, very. (laughs) Yeah. You're the editor of a magazine. You're running 100 milers. You have twins. I mean, I'd say that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is just a weird time. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in our opinion. What'd you say? In our opinion, you do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really not. Yeah. What's it like having twins? I mean, now they've been here for 10, almost 11 years, but how was it when they were little? Um, well, if memory serves, because I don't remember a lot. <laughs> block really, a lot we, out. Maybe, yeah, we block a lot. Um, they are pretty darn easy uh, as far as kids go. And so um, when they were little, you know, I have, I have a boy and a girl, and they're very – I think it along very well, uh, but just having the two of them at the same time, they're very active kids. And so at the same time they were both, I just remember trying to corral them until they were about two or three mm-hmm. and just keeping them so they wouldn't go in different directions. Cause I, I, that did happen. Like they, one would run one way and one would run the other and I'd just freak out. Um, but for the most part, it's been great because I didn't, um, I had a great pregnancy, but I didn't enjoy being pregnant and yeah. just having to not run because I had to stop running like at 13 weeks. And, um, so overall, you know, it's been awesome. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. So yeah, yeah they're pretty amazing. That is so cool. I mean, and to see them have a relationship for their whole life, right? you know, that kind of, yeah. it's just a little different than. You know, it's like they've never known life without each other, which is right. cool. Yeah. 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 No, they're, they're pretty close and, and I would say they're best friends. They wouldn't, they say it occasionally that they're best <laughs> friends, but, but sometimes they're like, ah, you know, they get mad at each other. <laughs> Worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, what was your first thought when you found out you were going to be having twins? Um, well, my first thought was, I hope it's not three. <laughs> Because it could have been. <laughs> we um yeah, so we did fertility and so there's there's a whole story behind that. But mm-hmm. it's um it could have been three. And so I was really lucky that it was just two and I was actually really excited. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh that's yeah. amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I don't have to do this twice. Woo <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to get pregnant, if you don't mind me asking? 
Um, it. Let's see. From the start to the finish. Let's see. Sorry. I'm trying to think. Um, it was a couple years. And yeah. so once we found out we were what the issue was, we went in and started fertility. And it, I mean, literally the first try, it was like, boom, it worked. So, oh, yeah, that was IVF. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's one thing I haven't talked about uh, at all. And, you know, I tell people, but I, I don't talk about it uh, openly. And um, I, I wish I, I guess I, sh I wish I should, I wish I could talk about it more because I think that um, a lot of women don't have the resources. I think more often now there is more resources. But when I was trying, I, there was no, no one to go to and no one to, um, tap into like, Hey, people talk, it, people just didn't talk about it as much. And so I was like, I don't know what to do or who to go to. And once I started kind of talking to people, mm -hmm. um, that I kind of had heard about, were going through this, it became more of an open subject, but again, um, it wasn't talked about when I was. Yeah. yeah. It was such a, it, it still kind of is like a taboo subject. Right. right. It's becoming more open, but yeah. not, yeah, it wasn't. A lot. And we didn't. Yeah. And oh, it's I, kind I, of. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go <laughs> ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I just was going to say it's kind of, um, it's a quiet thing. Like people don't actually see you going through it unless you tell right. them, you right. know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. It, because you're trying to get pregnant and then you don't realize what's going on. And then actually we found out that it wasn't me. It was my husband that was the, pro was not the problem, but like <laughs> we were having, it, I thought it, everybody was like, oh, it's you. You know, people started yeah. to, you know, tell me to stop running. And I was like, it's not me. It's, it's, it can't be me. Cause I'm not, not that, um, I don't have issues with my cycle. And so, mm -hmm. um, anyway, it ended up being, yeah, it was my husband. And so even then, I mean, that makes it more taboo because no guys talk about stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Was yeah. it, um, was it kind of a crazy process? Like you definitely probably didn't want to have to do that again. So you were, you were yeah, sad. right. Yeah. So we, um, it wasn't, so we had a really great doctor in Eugene just over the past and, um, he made everything very easy. Um, but again, we had to go to OHSU. We had to go to, um, I didn't personally like the process because it was really uncomfortable for me. Um, mm -hmm. not uncomfortable mentally, but physically, like it was just not fun, um, yeah. to have to give myself shots and mm -hmm. do all that. So, anyway. yeah. yeah, I, I just had a, <laughs> I just had a good friend that she had her baby, um, in January and they went through IVF and that was her first round of IVF. Oh really? They just had oh. one son. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, well, so. I have, I've known because I was part of a multiples group. I've known people that in Bend who had, they had twins the first time around and they went back around and did, had triplets. And oh my goodness. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, <gasps> sure. <that's it>. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Boom. Your family is <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Seven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh. It's crazy. So, so what was, um, you said you had to stop running pretty early on in the pregnancy. Was that just because it just was feeling too no. much? Oh, okay. No, it was the doctor. The doctor was like, you need to stop running right now. Like okay. we don't want, and what it, you know, what it is, is there's that added weight on, 
um, your body that you're pushing, you know, you just don't want it to, mm-hmm. um, make any circumstances worse where your body just can't hold the pregnancy anymore. And so, um, that from what I was told that it's, it's much safer to, uh, not run because there's a risk of, um, going into, um, early delivery or yes, preterm pre-labor, whatever they call it. I can't remember, but yes, early twins are always high risk pregnancy, right? Right. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. I had a friend who was with twins or she was pregnant with twins. Um, yeah. And then did you do any form of exercises? Did you walk or anything or did you just have to sit? (laughs) No, no, I was out walking every day and then, um, I think, let's see, I tried to get into water running and I didn't really like it, but I really had no choice. So I was like, it was summertime. I was uncomfortable. So I was at the pool doing water classes and yeah, I just tried to stay out as much as I could because I was, I was going crazy. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. That would be hard to just calm everything down. Like when you're so used to running. And then when did you, how far along were you when did you delivered them? I actually was induced. Um, I was at 37 or 38 weeks. Oh, so. awesome. Yeah. That's almost awesome. full term. Well, I was at full term for twins. So yeah. 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 Wow. Cool. Yeah. And I would not recommend being induced. It was not fun. I would much rather go into natural labor. I was trying so hard. I was actually running. I was like, okay, come on. I can, <laughs> I can start this up, but it just never worked. So yeah. Totally. Yeah. I've been induced also. And oh, really? it, yeah, with Bellin and it was really, it was really intense and it just got intense really fast and right. your right. body's just not ready for yeah. it. And yeah. I, once my water broke, I didn't really have a fighting chance. I just right. was getting <laughs> slammed so hard. Yep. Same here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, how did you, how was getting back into running after pregnancy? Um, you know, I was so ready. I was so ready to start running again. And so I kind of just, it was winter. Um, I think when I was able to start up again. And so I just started going and, um, it was difficult. I think from what I remember, it was difficult in the beginning, but I just kind of progressively, um, started, you know, going shorter distances, but it, you know, if eventually it came back, I think your muscles pretty retained that memory. So yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it wasn't too bad. I didn't have any problems, um, at all. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Were you running ultras back then? No, I was doing marathons. Okay. So I had just done Boston. That was the last marathon I did right before, well, in 2008, had the kids in 09 and then went back to marathoning, I think in 2011. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Probably years after they were born. And then, and then how did you get started doing ultras or getting into ultras? (laughs) Um, I got bored with marathons. So (laughs) uh, (laughs) I I ran a few more marathons after that, after Boston. And I was like, you know, I'm still fast, but I'm not, I'm not going to get back to Boston anytime soon. And, um, really at this point, I'm, I don't want to take the kids across the country. So what am I going to do? Like, what do I just keep doing this? I, I was just kind of bored. And, um, I started watching, I think 
well, Corey Smith, who is the website, he's one of the owners of the magazine. He's also our website manager, director of operations. Um, he and I, they kind of, him and his wife recruited me to run Cascade Lakes Relay. And mm. then Corey ended up getting a job with doing, redoing the alternating website for the magazine. So him and Carl, the, the editor at the time, now our publisher, um, kind of joined forces and became partners. And um, in 2015, Corey offered me a column for the website. And um, <laughs> sorry, I just skipped past my first year of running an ultra. So Corey <laughs> and I decided we were going to run an ultra together. And we ended up running McDonald Forest here in Oregon. And that was my mm-hmm. first. And I think... You know, being Corey, that was Corey was involved with the magazine, but also I was paying attention to um, Pam Smith, who had just won Western States. And she, she she won in 2013, and in 2014 Stephanie Howe uh, won it, and she's out of Bend, mm-hmm. and it was her and Max. Max ran it that year, and he almost he was in the lead most of the year, most of the time, and then Rob Carr ran uh, won it. And then, um, so I was paying attention. I was very focused on ultras and I was like, this is really exciting. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I want to give this a go. Like, I really want to try this. So I signed up for Mac Forest and, um, yeah, I was kind of, kind of, you know, smitten at that point. I was like, I want to keep doing this. (laughs) It was so so different than road running. What's that? It must've gone well. It did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you know, the community, the course, I mean, it was a muddy, it was 10,000 feet of elevation gain. I was going to say that is a super burly course. <laughs> it is. And, you know, they change it every year. And the year that I ran it, Ken Ward, who um, I think I've done a couple ultras with, he was, a, he was one of the co-race directors. Oh my gosh. The, the mud, I did not anticipate the mud. I anticipated the hills, but the mud on that course was crazy. And so um, it was quite an adventure. It took me just under seven hours to run it. And so um, it was, it was, it was an amazing experience. And I was like, this is a completely different sport than the marathoning, like completely oh, yeah. different. For sure. So I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> it's not all about the time. It's like, you know, in a marathon, it's like, oh, you lost a couple seconds. Right. You know, it, it's just so focused on the time. But ultras, it's like every course is so different. And yeah. it's it is a lot about the experience of it. The adventure yeah. of the, the adventure run. Of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then um, so that was a 50K or was that, that was 50 miles? Yes. Yeah. 50K. Okay. Yeah. And then what did you go from there? What did you go right into more ultras or did you just? Um, I think I combined, that was in a 14. So I combined, I was combining ultras and marathons at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I didn't, I really like still like the speed of the marathons and yeah. running faster. Um, <laughs> it's funny to look back. I'm like, now I'm like so slow, but um <laughs> <laughs> it, um, let's see. So I was doing, I did Gorge Waterfalls 50K in 15, and I was doing Peterson Ridge 40 miler that year. And I was still trying to get back to Boston. Just uh, Max King was coaching me, and I was still trying to get that qualifying time because my age bracket had gone up. But I, I didn't. 
Um, and so I kind of was focused on just increasing my ultra distance. And so I went from, I think in 16 was when I was going to go to Gorge Waterfalls and try, and I got injured like the week before, so I didn't even run it. And then in 17, I tried running Gorge Waterfalls 100K again and DNF'd at mile 50. That's my first and only DNF because I cut off. Um, And then, sorry, memory. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So then I signed up for... Was it signed up for me walk and I went to go run it. And actually, so I got the Western States ticket that when I was, when I was down staying with Carl and Erica at the time, they offered it to me then right before me walk. And then I got to the me walk, um, course and I, well, <laughs> I was on my way to me walk to start the race and a power line came down on the road and there's only there's only two I'm using my fingers to show you guys there's only two roads and they go like this to get to the start of Simpson Beach yeah. and I was over here and I had to go all the way back around to get and I I was early but um I still didn't make the race start so okay it I ended up <laughs> it was a bit of a, a a breakdown meltdown whatever you want to call it knowing that you're not gonna be able to start the race so um yeah. So then uh, I had all that training under my belt, and I had signed up for Cuyamaca in San Diego, the 100K there. Mm, mm. So that was my first 100K, and it went off with flying colors, and so that's how I got my qualifier for states and ended up running canyons and a couple other ultras um, before Western States as training. So yeah. Okay. Was Western States your first 100-miler? Yes. It was. Okay. Yeah. Oh and goodness. okay. So tell us about that. Does it really live up to the hype? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it does. It, oh. it, well, so backtrack a little bit. I started crewing for Carl and Erica um, as Carl was attempting to finish his 10 years at Western States under 24 hours. So in 2016 was my first year ever going down to States um, and crewing and pacing and hanging out at the ultra running magazine booth. And I can't tell you like how amazing it is to be there over that weekend. Mm -hmm. Like this week I'm getting all sentimental because it's the week before what should have been Western States. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I haven't, you know, I haven't missed it for the past five years. So, or four years, I guess. So, um, 16, 17, and 18, I crewed for Erica the first year, but then she had a baby. So it was just Carl the last two years. And, um, I paced him as well. And, um, it, it's just to be down there. It's, it's incredible. It really is. So, yeah. and then to run it, it was like, I got so nervous for Carl every year that it was like, mm-hmm. I didn't know how I was going to do, but I, honestly just channeled all my energy to get into Auburn. Like that was what, I, <laughs> that was what I did. Yeah. So yeah. no nerves at all. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And so is it, you just feel like the history of it and the emotion of it. And just I mean, the energy, the energy. it's, okay. yeah, it's, um, everybody's there and it's, you know, you're in Squaw Valley and it's, um, 
it's just so much excitement and so much, you know, who's going to win. And like, you see everybody there and it's just, <laughs> I got there and I was like, wow, this is it. Like this is, <laughs> there's not that many people there, but the people that are there are really, really excited to be there. So, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I just watched the, I think it was the 2011 documentary. Is it unbreakable or unbroken? Yeah. something like that? 2010. Yeah. 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 Or 2010. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what it was filmed, I think. Yeah. 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 I just watched, I finished watching that last week and I'm like, oh, it just makes me want to go there so bad. And yeah. That was, um, actually that was the other thing that introduced me to Western States was, was that preview. I saw it here at McMinimins. Um, and they were kind of going around and, um, previewing or, you know, doing, doing, uh, I don't know, previewing the film and, um, I think that must have been in 13 or 12, 12 probably that I saw it. And I was like, wow, that's just so cool. With yeah. Mm-hmm. Anton and Killian and. Oh my gosh. Wow. It yeah. It was really yeah. cool. <laughs> it is a cool film. They did such a good job. They I showed did. it to my mom. She's not an ultra runner. And I said, I'm going to get to Western States eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love but, it. Yeah. I and did so, the virtual hundred miles to Auburn this month. Oh, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I got my little. I already finished. Oh, awesome! Good job! Yay! <laughs> she ran it in 15 hours, hours and 46 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, I was like, if only I could do that 100 miles. Nice. <laughs> but nice. Yeah, I signed fun. up for it too, but I'm not quite done yet because my mileage has been really terrible lately. So I'm, I'll finish it, but yeah, I still got some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Everything goes in during this time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And so, but what was, what was the race like for you? Um, and what was it like finishing? Uh, Oh, okay. Um, so for me, the race was perfect. Um, I did have like the start was awesome. It was like 37 degrees at the start. So it was perfect weather. Um, the climb was up, you know, there was a lot of snow in the beginning and you climb up to the escarpment you're, I think half of that was probably on the snow. And then um, we got into the high country and there was these mounds of snow that were rock solid. And so you couldn't even see footprints on them because they were just so hard. But it was like kind of a roller coaster of snow drifts and mounds. And then um, so getting through that was slow and hard. But, you know, um, it it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's always kind of a tricky area anyway. Um, and then I was so excited to see my crew for the first time at Duncan Canyon, which is at mile 24 and, um, ran in there smiling, feeling great. Um, and then Robinson at mile 31. Awesome. Felt great. Didn't have any issues at all. Um, and that actually, I was a little slow getting to Robinson, but then once you hit Robinson, there's a little bit of a downhill road. And, um, so I picked up some time there and then, when I got to, because I think then there's Dusty Corners and then Last Chance was where I took, some point around mile, between mile 40 and 50, I took some Coke and I was like, woohoo, it feels so good. And then, <laughs> and then it was like, shoo, um, I, <laughs> I crashed really hard and my stomach kind of went south and I was dealing with stomach issues and it wasn't bad, but it was like, um, it was, I think, the, uh, the humidity and the heat 
it wasn't bad, but it was just enough to make me kind of get a little ill. And so climbing up to Devil's Thumb um, was good because they had popsicles at the top. And I was just I was just trying to fix whatever it was that was um, going on with my stomach. I was trying everything, you know. I had my pre my goo drink um, that was powder in my drop bag at Devil's Thumb. So I tried that. It just nothing worked. And so... Um, where did I go? Okay. So, so then I got to Michigan bluff and at mile 55 and, uh, Erica and Carl were crewing me there and it was past eight o'clock. And so they allow pacers after eight o'clock cause it gets dark, darker. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a surprise cause I didn't anticipate that Erica would be able to pace me. Um, but having her with me, like took me out of that kind of blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah nice to be able to run with somebody finally. Um, and so she paced me to Forest Hill. And then from that point forward, I had a pacer, um, Glenn, my running partner and um, one of my best friends ran with me from Forest Hill to the river. And during that stretch, I was trying to still stomach issues. I was trying to eat. I was trying to throw up. I was trying to do everything. <laughs> I oh could make them go away. But again, it wasn't severe. It was, it was okay. So I was still running. Um, and then I got to Rucky Chucky and the river crossing, which this year, the year I did it, they, um, had rafts and I had never gone in the raft. So I was like, it was all delirious. I was like, Woo! <laughs> and the raft, and it lasted for like two seconds. It really felt like two seconds. Um, cause in years past I'd crossed with Carl and we had crossed actually through the river. So we had they hold a rope across and mm-hmm. have glow sticks at the bottom that you kind of follow, but volunteers are just holding that rope uh, in place. And so you cross and they're like, okay, there's a rock here. So it's a lot slower yeah. but than the raft. It just goes, you know, you know, really fast. <laughs> um, and then, so from that point forward, Carl was pacing me and um, we made it through the night. I kind of got saltines and was getting food in my stomach. So I felt a little better. Um, and of course the heat was gone. Um, it was still kind of warm that night though. And then morning came and sun came up and I think we hit, um, ALT and then I, I don't, it's all kind of a blur cause we were just yeah. kind of pushing it pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, and then we hit Hal Kerner's aid station and one of our columnists, um, Jeff Kozak, I have to give him props because I had never actually, so he, he's one of our columnists, but I never met him in person. And so I knew he'd be there and I was like, Oh, Hey Jeff. Cause it was, it was just great to see people in person. I'd never met, but had talked to and emailed. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was there and then we had 10 miles left and I hit, um, we hit, uh, not it's pointed rocks. I think now it was highway 49 before, but it was like six miles to go and mile 94 and Carl left me and I took off of Corey and we just ran down to no hands bridge. It's a very, mm-hmm. in the dark, it's really tricky because there's a lot of rocks and the dust is so fine that in your headlamp, it kind of, it just kind of blinds you, uh... but in the light, it was great. So <laughs> I had nothing to worry about there. It was really easy to just kind of skip down those rocks and run downhill um, to no hands bridge and once I reached No Hands Bridge, I was like, I have an hour and a half to finish. Like, I'm going to actually make this, like, 
it's going to happen. So I got kind of emotional and crossing the bridge and, um, got up to Roby point. My dad was up there and he was waiting Mm -hmm. for me and it was just like, you know, perfect. And then I got over. So once you get up Roby point and up into the neighborhood, cause there's some climbing that goes on, uh, still, um, my entire family and my husband and my mom and everybody was there and we're all running and I'm like, okay, where's it's, it's amazing. Like I can never get it in my head. That final mile, it seems so long and there's still so many little hills and stuff. And then um, they're like, okay, the white bridge, here comes the stadium and you can finally hear it. And there's all these people. And it was like, you know, Chrissy Mills and I know Chrissy and I know Stephanie Howe and um, Jason Coop. They were all like, I just remember seeing them all and then getting onto the track. Okay. So <laughs> pass. Carl finishes under 24 hours. And so it's like 4:45 in the morning and there's nobody there. And it's John Medinger's voice is like booming over and that's all you hear. Well, when I got in to, for the golden hour, which is when I finished, um, there was just tons of people and screaming and yelling and it was so exciting. It was like, it was, yeah, gives me goosebumps now, but, um, it was fun. It was, it was a really incredible experience. So yeah. you're making my heart race, just like <laughs> listening to your story. Sorry. Oh, it makes me want to do it even more. I oh. love, Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. It's a really, and so I can't say enough about not only my crew and my coworkers and my running partner, um, they were amazing. It was, it was the most perfect race ever, but the volunteers at the race and the organizers of the race, it is so spot on. Like they have it dialed in and it's they They take care of runners. It's incredible. So yeah. amazing. That is so cool. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that for that finish line feeling of, I mean, it's just big. That, yeah, that's a yeah. big race. That is yeah. a lot of miles and you did it and golden hour. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. gotta be incredible. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I feel so, I feel so fortunate and I just now I'm like, okay, anybody that I can help get into the race or, you know, not that I can, I can't fix the lottery, but anybody that gets in via the lottery, I get so excited for it because I know it's just going to be an amazing experience. So yeah. yeah. That is awesome. So cool. Yeah. (laughs) Were were your kids there? They were. They got to run the finish line with me. Oh, how was that? It was really awesome. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so excited right now. Yes, I am excited. They like like, they like they met up with me, you know, before we got to the finish, and um, and (laughs) my son was like mom, you're walking. You just ran a hundred miles. You got to run the last part. Cause I was walking at these little hills and I was like, I can't, it's, I would, but I just like, <laughs> my legs hurt so bad. And so we got to the finish and, um, I was able to run the last part of it, but, but he was like, why aren't you running? I'm like, dude, I just ran a hundred miles. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot go faster right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. These hills are just too much for me. Sorry. <laughs> That makes me want to cry. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) No, it was, it really was. And it took, it's amazing because it took me a really long time to process everything that had happened and to look back and be, um, to really absorb it. And I don't know why that is because it really was amazing. And it just, but it takes so long to just 
I actually did that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was hard. It was weird. It was just a weird feeling to not be able to process it right away. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sure because you had, I mean, you had crude and so you knew what it was about, but then the anticipation of actually doing it yourself. Right. And then having it all over. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't, it it didn't go by that fast. It took a long time to do, but it still went by relatively quickly. Yeah, Yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. It really did. And it was, um, it was honestly probably, um, you know, one of the most sort of stressful times building up to it. So maybe once I got there, the stress just kind of like it. Well, I, I literally felt the stress just kind of leave once I was done. It was mm-hmm. like this this awesome uh, feeling of, wow, I did it. OK, I'm, yeah, it's it's over. So mm-hmm. um, but then it was like sadness because I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> it's over. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, were you signed up for it this year? Or were you in again? No, 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 no. We, um, so I was a spot. I had the sponsor ticket for the magazine and we actually raffled, uh, we had a contest and raffled that off for this year's race. And, um, I got to give it to somebody, which was exciting who won. Um, but then yeah, the whole cancellation thing. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's so cool. So, so, yeah. So where, did that make you want to run more hundred milers? Yes. That are I, <laughs> I um I I mean I feel like there are so many different hundred milers out there and there are so many um cool trails out there that I you know I just want to keep running different different yeah. trails. I mean I obviously I'd love to go back, but um I don't wanna like tarnish that perfect experience and so yeah you know I'll wait a few years if I if I get in I get in great but um but yeah I was signed up for I am signed up for Havelina this year I just feel like you know it's hard to know so if it's gonna happen still is that in like September or October it's at the end of October it's so on Halloween yeah oh Oh. okay nice yeah yeah Um, have you had stomach issues before you said you did a 100k or maybe a couple hundred Ks. Yeah. Did you have um, stomach issues then? Um, I did, but I think that they were different. It was a different reason I had stomach okay. issues. So at the Gorge Hunter K, I just, I had reached, um, the halfway point and they didn't really have a lot of stuff at the aid station. Cause I was kind of struggling in the beginning with, with some gear issues. I had some shoe problems and so I was at the back, but they didn't have a lot of food. And so I didn't eat a lot when I turned around to go back and, um, my body just kind of, I just went downhill from there. Um, yeah. I wasn't eating enough goo. I didn't really want goo at that point. Um, you know, past mile 40. So it was, it was a struggle. And the course was a wreck because of all the storms. I don't know if you guys remember. Well, Nikki, I don't know if you were here in 2017, but we had a really bad storm and it was a really bad snow year. And uh-huh. so, um, up in the gorge, there was still snow. There was like wind had blown down a bunch of trees and it was a wreck. So mm-hmm. the course was a mess. Yeah. I'm not sure if we were here or not. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we were, I think we were, but okay. yeah. Huh? Well, yeah. I, re- I remember a big fire coming through that area. Wasn't that, or that was actually the year, the summer after okay. it was like 2017 yeah. summer. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I was on that course the last time they ran the race. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah I've had that one on my sites, but yeah. yeah. Oh man. And so, um, what did you kind of learn from, like, what are your go-to things now having learned through all these races? Uh, you know, like, what do you do for nutrition and shoes and packs and, I mean, you don't have to go yeah. into it too much, but yeah, no, no, <laughs> no it's, it's a question. Um, you know, I have, uh, surprisingly dialed in nutrition wise. I, I still go to goo, um, in the beginning of a race cause it kind of just keeps your, keeps you going. Um, but at some point I think I, I kind of abandoned the sugar. Um, I can still do, I actually went to Mountain Dew during Western States, which I'd never done. <laughs> Don't try something. But after, Why not try it? <laughs> yeah, after the failed, I was like, I was like, well, I need some caffeine and sugar. So I was going to Mountain Dew and it actually, it worked really well. Um, cool. but I've, I've noticed that to keep my stomach full, I was doing grilled cheese. I was doing, um, saltines. I was doing peppermint candy just to kind of keep my stomach alive and full. Um, mm-hmm. and then as far as I, I did wear compression socks, um, through the race and I had worn them at the Western States training camp mm-hmm. and there they actually protected me from the snow that was there because we had a ton of snow during training camp. And, um, they actually also protect me from the poison oak. That was, a, that was a big issue on that trail. It always, it always is, I think, but oh. it, it can really, um, get you. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> What's that? Uh, yikes. I know. Mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty prevalent on the course. And so it's, it's not fun to deal with, you know, whenever it pops up afterwards. Um, but the compression socks worked and then, um, as far as like other gear, I was wearing, I wore my Brooks, um, calderas, which I loved. They worked really well in the snow. Um, and in training, they were awesome. And then I, for that was for the first half and I changed shoes the second half and wore, uh, Hoka, um, it wasn't the speed goats, but it was the shoe. I can't remember. Um, starts with an M and I can't remember the, the model. Sorry. <laughs> they were great. Um, and then packs, I, I had two Nathan packs, the, the Howe, Stephanie Howe packs, and then just kind of modeled those up to, to be, so I could just swap them out during the race. I swapped those out, um, which was a good call. Uh, and then, you know, I'm really simple. I didn't wear a Garmin or anything like that. I just wore a Timex because, um, I don't really like to look at my, pace. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I always, yeah. So that's, I mean, I'm pretty simple. I don't, I don't have a lot of technical gear. Um, and then nutrition wise, again, I just kind of stopped at every aid station and would browse and see what, what would I, and I would always grab like a handful of saltines or whatever, just in case, um, because my stomach was definitely wrecked at that at, towards the end, but that helped. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. It's funny though, like the power that these races have on us though, because, you know, so it's like, you're talking about Western States and you're like, it was a perfect race, but yet you all <laughs> want to grow up. You want to do. It's just pretty amazing that we can have such highs and lows and like the lows just kind of cancel out. Like we don't even, right. you know, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Cool. No, it was, um, it definitely, I agree with you. It's, it's amazing how, you know, these kinds of races are so, um, there's, <laughs> you're running a hundred miles and yet again, it's like, there's so many things that go wrong, wh- whatever they may be. I mean, usually people have issues throughout the race, whether it's nutrition or gear or, you know, like I had a ter- terrible chafing on my back when I was done, but I had no idea that it was even there. Mm-hmm. And so, it, and uh, you know, people have much more severe problems, but you just keep going and it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I said it's kind of, or I was thinking it's kind of like childbirth. Like it's all yeah. worth it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you have some pain throughout <laughs> or lots of pain throughout. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, crossing man. that finish line is. Perfect. It's all worth it. And it's amazing yeah. what, yeah, what the human body can endure. Um, I was, cause I was still running at mile 90, I guess it was down in no hands bridge. So my mile 95, um, you know, I was still trucking along. It was, yeah, it was, it was mm-hmm. amazing. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. <laughs> so cool. Good job, Amy. <laughs> well, you know, I, I could not have done it without my crew and my coach, Sean Meisner, and, mm. you know, my running partner and my family who every time I have to say, and I don't know about your guys' situations, but being a mom and being an ultra runner, I rely on my parents a lot and my husband to watch the kids or to watch them for the weekend while I go to a race. And it's been um, those times that I really truly love to get away and go race. And so I couldn't have done it without, without them. So totally. I was, I was just going to ask you about what training for a hundred miler looks like as a mom, because that's a lot of time. I mean, it's, it's just a lot of time. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you have help with your parents, which is so great. I also do too. And I really appreciate that. And Chase. Yeah. yeah. It's good that you guys have that. Yeah. You guys are both runners. So it's nice because you know what the other person needs. Mm -hmm. I don't have a, what's that? Your husband isn't a runner. He's not a runner. And so he's like, really? Again? (laughs) (laughs) A hundred miles this time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think you're our first guest that whose husband hasn't run a little bit. No, if they, if they had a husband, I felt like all of our guests, their husbands run and my oh, husband really? doesn't either. Oh, really? Oh, no. there you go. I, yeah. Good. See, that's, <laughs> you're like, woo, there's some yeah. solidarity. Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's super supportive of you, obviously. Yeah. Well, he kind of seems like because I yeah. think I'd be crazy if I wasn't, so if I wasn't running, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I'm. I remember, so I had gone down to run the canyons in April, at the end of April, and then I went back down for training camp in at the end of May, and I had fallen and injured, I actually got injured before Western States. I had fallen in Volcano, Volcano Creek, which is three miles outside of Forest Hill, right before you mm-hmm. get there, and because the, the water was so high, and they didn't have a rope across, and we were all kind of standing there. I'm like, I'm just going to go for it, and I went for it, and I... I landed on two rocks underneath the water. And so underneath the water, which is freezing cold, it feels fine. But then you get out and you're like, oh, shoot, I just hurt myself. So 
I got back to my car after hobbling in and um, I just was like, I'm just so I'm like, I was so lonely and I was hurt and I was tired and I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And so I was on the phone with him and he's like, come on, you know, you can do this. This isn't yeah. that bad. And I just, I kind of broke down at that point because I was just really um, feeling the effects of being away from them for mm-hmm. so many weekends. And um, so I, the next day I finished this, the stretch from Forest Hill to um, the river, but that was the second day of training camp. But um, yeah, that was where I remember just kind of being like, I miss my family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. It's yeah. hard being away and it's it hard. Is going yeah. out and training for so long too by right. yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's definitely, you can do it and a lot of people help you make it happen, but it's still, you're always going to feel that pull. I mean, it's right. just impossible yeah. not to as a mom. Right. Right. I think. I yeah. Totally it's sacrifice, but it's, it's also really cool for your family to see you do that right. and to be there at the finish line. Yes. <laughs> do, yeah. do they come to a lot of your races? No. <laughs> no, 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 they don't. And that's fine. Like my husband's always like, I don't want to stand around and watch you run. I mean, that's not exciting. And, you know, <laughs> so, and cause they've been, they, they did go to a lot of the marathons cause we would travel, um, you know, to like Newport, Oregon and, um, Portland. I've run that a few times. And so, you know, they're there for those, but ultras are just not well, it's long, like, yeah, long time. Getting to the aid stations can be hard too. Where oh, yeah. crew can be. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but and Western States is definitely one of those. It's like it's impo- It's so it takes so long to get to the aid stations. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I, I, we haven't. I haven't been to Western States yet, or crewed, or I, we really want to get down there, and yes, um, we were hoping to this year, but just to watch and crew and be right. there and read about it. But um, the let's see, what was I saying? Oh, Chase ran Rio de Lago. Oh. That was the first 100-miler, which there is a little bit of overlap on right. the right. course. So, and he finished, oh gosh, did he finish in Auburn or Cool or, so anyway, we were around there and I, I was crewing to at each aid station and uh-huh. it is just kind of, I don't know, I was like, oh, this is California, there's like some traffic, right. people are driving really fast. I don't know how to find my aid stations. I like have a printout map quest. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like no phone. There's um, no cell service. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Now, and um, I don't know where the aid stations were for Rio del Lago, but um, they must be close to, cause you have to, did you have to go to Forest Hill and then go out Mosquito Ridge road? Cause that's where, mm-hmm. that's the road that takes everybody to all the aid stations for, um, for some of the aid stations for, um, for Western States. And it's like a 26 mile long road. I mean, it's, and it's a forest road, forest service road. So it's, it's just slow going slow and narrow. Yeah. 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 So, I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Can't remember yeah, so anyway, point, it's, but... It is. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard to crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told Aaron, my husband, that if something were to happen to me that we knew I was going to die, that my dying wish would be, he would run a 50 miler with me. And he said, uh, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> yes. oh my gosh. Wow. Not just like a 5k nope. or a 50, we're like 50, 50 miles. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So, that's a big ask. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he loves me. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> I can't say the same about mine. I don't know if he would agree to that. <laughs> he just that's said, cute. 
afterward he said, I'll probably die before you anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) you won't have to do it. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, Yeah. um, Well, do you have something to say? Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say we should ask a little bit about Ultra Runner Magazine. Before, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes, exactly. Amy. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell we're very professional. (laughs) No, no, it's good. I love love it. It's great. Um, How did you become editor of Ultra Running Magazine? Oh, gosh. Um, So, so I had been writing for the magazine for uh, four years, I guess, three years just for the online stuff. And, um, it's a very, if you haven't noticed, we're, well, I don't know if you've heard, we're, we're a very small crew. We're a very small team. So it's Carl was the editor. His wife, Erica was this, so, uh, assistant editor. And then, um, Corey website, we had an admin, we have an admin person, um, Laura, and then Lisa's our art director, Corey's wife. So it's a very small, intimate group. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time Carl was kind of looking to, um, he was kind of done. I mean, he finished his 10th Western States and he was like, okay, you know, I want to look for somebody new to edit the magazine and be the editor, make the calls. He's like, I'm kind of, kind of ready to move on to another endeavor. Um, and I had kind of, I didn't want to. You know, I was interested in the job, but I didn't want to be like, hey, you know, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they kind of, Carl just kind of was waiting for the, I think, just the right time and the right opportunity to extend a, a, an offer. And um, I kind of called him one day and I just said, hey, I've got some ideas. And so let's talk. And from that point forward, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. It just happened. So, um, so I got, I mean... I look up to Carl as an, as a mentor and as, um, a very, uh, amazing, you know, perf- in professional wise and, and personal wise, he's just an amazing person. And so it's been a really amazing fit because I continue to work with him and, um, the team in general is just awesome. So, so that's kind of how it happened. I mean, it, I actually had just started a job right before they offered me the position. And so I had to, <laughs> with that job but I was like hey sorry this is like my dream job so yeah well it does seem like such a cool team because even like those were people that you've been around running with for a long time crewing they crew you I mean it just seems like a very supportive group it is it's amazing and I I you know I'm so feel so fortunate to do what I do I love my job I absolutely love it um you know, working from home is great, but I don't ever stop really working. So it's different than working in an office where you go nine to five or eight to five and you come home and you kind of forget about work. I'm always, mm-hmm. always thinking about work and stories and what I have to yeah. do. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's just constant, but I love it. So yeah. When did you become editor? What year? Um, It was at the end of 2018. So October 2018. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. So what do you love most about it? You love the stories or, uh, you know, 
so I was trying to, <laughs> I love it all. Um, I really <laughs> do love time. the stories. I love the, I love the people, the people in the sport are, are incredible. Um, and I don't think you're, you'd be hard pressed to find another sport where the people are so real and so amazing. And so, um, everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love, uh, putting together a magazine that kind of encompasses that. And so I get to work with, you know, columnists who are awesome. They, they amaze me every month. They always come up with some new idea, um, to write about and new, new content. Um, but then also the, you know, I tr- we try to capture what it is. The sport really, it, it like that encompasses the voice of the sport, which is kind of our tagline, but, um, but it's true. It's like, that's that I want to keep that. And I want to, I want to not only reflect the history of the sport, but also what the sport is going to grow into. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a balance. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's fun. And I love that you don't always focus on the elite athletes either. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, th- there's a lot of stories with the elite athletes, but getting kind of everybody in the sport. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. everybody has a story. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need those elite people, elite runners and elites to inspire us and to keep us. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because I think that, you know, you've, what's been awesome over the past year um, has been to see like people like Courtney DeWalter and mm-hmm. Maggie Guterell and um, you know, the women elites kind of really pop out of the, just, just grow so quickly, but then also, you know, be inspired by them mm-hmm. as women. Like I, mm-hmm. yeah, I growing up, I didn't have a lot of women who inspired me to do anything like to work like work wise or, um, running wise, cause I've been running for years, but, but to have these women, it's, it's awesome. I love it. So, yeah. and then, you know, you've got your average Joe Blow who's got cancer and is trying to run a hundred miles with cancer. And it's, it's like, wow, that, that kind of stuff too. It's like yeah. it's a different level, you know? Yeah. So yeah. totally. Yeah. And yeah, I was wondering if, um, how is it? Like going from being a fan in the sport, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to admiring, um, all these like elites and, and hearing these stories, but then to then become editor and then actually interact with them. I mean, were you like starstruck at all at first? <laughs> or I, I feel like I would be kind of intimidated a little bit. Yeah. But. Well, it, it was a few years coming. So every time I would go to Western States with Carl, um, and Corey, I would always meet like the first year. I remember I was under the tent and standing there and this woman comes up with her dogs and she's like, Oh, we're going to set the dogs right here. I was like, like who? And Corey goes, that's Ann. And I was like, what? He goes, that's Ann Trayson. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> set your dogs anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so after, you know, Ann, Ann was one of our columnists for the first year I was on, I was editor. And so her and I were able to have some really good conversations and talk. And so it wasn't as big of a huge starstruck, but then I met Courtney. Yeah. All these, uh, it was all these weird interactions. I met Courtney DeWalter at OR um, right before Western States last year. And I talked to her on the phone before. And so we, it's just a, a matter of really 
understanding these people are normal and yeah. like, you know, they're just really talented, but they're very normal people. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been a mixture of both. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so uh-huh. cool. Cause yeah, they're doing amazing things and they are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. So what does it look like being an editor in the day to day? Like what does your daily life look like? Um, so my, we are pretty much, well, we have, we've kind of cut back to nine issues per year. Um, and so we have a couple, we have like three double issues, but, um, the columns are due on a specific date every month. And from that point forward, I have about two and a half to three weeks to get the content, which includes the photos, um, the captions for the photos, and then edit everything, like including the race reports, um, the columns, the features. And I have to get all that content ready to go to Lisa, our art director, after that three weeks is over. But once she has the content, that's my time to kind of really fine tune everything, make sure that everything looks correctly in the magazine, the way I want it to look. Cause she gives me a lot of, I have to give her credit. She gives me a lot of, um, uh, ability. She gives me the ability to change things. If I want, if I think it looks funny, like I'm like, well, that, you know, that headline doesn't look right or, you know, whatever. And she's totally open to me changing stuff. Um, and so, from that point forward, I think there's about two weeks uh, or a week until it goes for a copy editor. And then I'm still making sure everything reads correctly. And so it's just kind of a mad dash until it goes to print. So mm-hmm. that next yeah. Tuesday or whatever it is. But, yeah, that's kind of my process. And then I'm already, you know, reminding my editor, my my um, columnist that, oh, hey, <laughs> columns are due on this date. And so they come in before the issue even goes to print. Uh normally so I'm already coming into the next issue so it's just kind of a okay yeah yeah do you have like a day to breathe after it goes to print um (laughs) uh no not really but that's fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's fine you know I I feel so grateful because I can just you know make my own daily schedule especially with the kids because I used to have you know when they were in school it was like running club and pick them up and drop them off. And so mm-hmm. it's just a, it's always go, 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 but get my run in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I heard on a podcast that a lot of the readers for ultra magazine haven't actually done an ultra yet. Um, there's a good majority of our readers that don't haven't done ultras and are looking to do ultras, which yeah. is why, um, we, we do target, those people for sure and put information in the magazine that's like, Hey, how to run your first hundred miler, you know, yeah. every so often. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people I think that read the magazine that get inspired by not only the photos of the trails, but just the, that how to, you know, article yeah. because um, they want to do it someday. Yeah. So, and yeah. those, it makes it more accessible. It makes it them right. feel like, Oh, well, those, those steps aren't actually that hard. I could maybe do it. You know, right. if you're just looking yeah. at little baby steps to get right. you in, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. No, it's, I, I definitely want to make sure that, you know, we're not excluding the, the new ultra runners because the sport is growing rapidly and mm-hmm. um, it's, I don't want to, you know, we have so many veterans in the sport that are, you know, 
50 plus, but we also have all these new people that are coming to the sport that are younger. And so I want to, a combination of, of content is really important. So. Yeah. I know that would be kind of tricky. Yeah. yeah. You have everything. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Luckily the columnists make it pretty easy though. So, you know, we've got coaches, we've got um, doctors, we've got elite runners who are all columnists. So it's great. How do you choose that? Like whatever they send in, that's what you put in, or do you pick and choose certain columns? Um, I'll I'll say I pick and choose because um, sometimes you know I'll ask for their ideas in advance, and so I'll be mm-hmm. able to say, okay, you know, this person's writing about this, so don't write about this. If I get a double up, yeah. but sometimes I just don't have enough room for everything, so I have to. Well, on honestly, we'll publish whatever is left um, or whatever doesn't make it into the magazine will publish it on the website. So they mm-hmm. still get, you know, they're not doing it for nothing or for nothing. So, yeah. yeah, cause it's all really great content. It's just a matter of kind of um, selecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so um, you said that this is your dream job. Did you always want to be an editor or, and what is your background in how did, you, um, how did you get here? So, no, I didn't always want to be an editor. I, I actually wanted to be a writer. And um, I was working for an advertising agency here in town. And, and we did a lot of tourism-related – we had tourism-related um, clients. And so it was, like, golf courses and, you know, tourist accounts. And um, I wasn't a writer – that and I, but I would do a lot of editing at that job, a lot of proofreading, and um, then I started to freelance write, and got ended up getting connected with a, a travel writer here in town, and his name's Tim Neville, because I got to give him a shout out. <laughs> he gave me his online column for Outside Magazine, which was Adventure Advisor, and that was back in like '04 or '05, and so I started writing for them back when nobody was really, you know, websites were nothing back then. It was very um, simple and really enjoyed that a lot. Like just, you know, writing about places and places I hadn't been. But mm-hmm. um, so after that, I was working, I guess I did some freelance writing for, it was marketing and freelance writing for the Foot Zone here in town. Mm-hmm. Um And I was always writing about stuff, but really never about running. And eventually, um, (laughs) I've I've always been writing. So I've had clients, I've had, you know, freelance clients, but I eventually got to where I was working for a local race center magazine. Um, It's called Race Center. It's regional in the Northwest, and they do a lot of just very small publication. But I was doing copy editing for for them and I loved it I was like oh this is this is this is totally what I love to do and so that's kind of what kind of bumped me up to editor so yeah but it's a perfect fit yeah I love it yeah that's so cool it's like you never know what's going to be your your next the that step that's gonna take you to a yeah Mm -hmm. a new thing cool I read somewhere maybe it was your blog I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I found it, but are you working on a novel? 
Oh, yeah, that's what my website. Um, okay. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I sort of not really am. Um, <laughs> so I started back when I was working for the advertising agency. So over 10 years ago, I started writing a, an adventure novel because I used to be a firefighter for the Forest Service, wildland firefighter. And I was like, oh, I have this great idea about this, you know, girl who's a firefighter and um, was going to turn it into like a running firefighter novel. And I did. I have a lot of it. And honestly, it's in storage. I don't know. Um, I will continue it someday. In fact, my mm -hmm. running partner was like, dude, you should write a book, man. <laughs> I was like, I know I should. And I just don't have the time right now. So, yeah. yeah. Someday. Yeah. someday. It's on the back burner, but it's, it's not gone. Burner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's so cool. So I was yeah. going to ask if you miss writing. That's what I was going to say before. I do. Um, and in fact, I feel lucky because I have been able to write a little bit for the magazine. I, I'll, in fact, I have a, a feature that I'm going to do for the next issue. Um, but uh, it's more about telling other people's stories, and that's what I've really enjoyed. So um, I'm kind of not it's a new skill for me that I'm learning. I think I would say just to tell, like learn, listen to people and tell their stories. And, and I absolutely love it. So I do miss it, but um, I miss the more creative aspects of it, but I get to do it anyway. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's um, I just wish I could do more of it, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, just also being editor, I'm, I'm wondering how this, because you're so entrenched in ultra running yeah. all the time and you're always thinking about work. How does that affect your relationship with your running? Um, do you ever feel burnt out? <laughs> um, I, I think I experienced a little bit of burnout right before Western States last year. I was, I was overwhelmed with not only work and training cause I was trying to get my sauna in and then I was stressed out about race preparation. Um, but I came back from Western States with a renewed kind of passion for the sport. Mm -hmm. I, I will say that um, training has been training has been a little hard over the past year just because I haven't really felt that desire to go run long miles. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just want to get out and run and not worry about how long it is. Um, mm -hmm. But I think once, I mean, I don't know how this whole, whole thing has started, but like, some reason, you know, this year has like given me kind of a break. And so I think that um, there's still races I want to do. Obviously I signed up for a bunch of races this year, but I think this has been a great kind of on hold pattern. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I still love to run a ton and I still desire, I just have this strong like desire to go out and run in the mountains, but um, it's still, it's still there. But I think that the pandemic we're in right now, and it's been a good thing while it's been a bad thing, because I, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I can go out, out to the mountains right now and go run, you know, for five hours. Yeah. But um, it's also been a good thing because it makes my desire to go out more stronger. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. so honestly, I go up and down um, <laughs> that 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 whole trek to the 100 mile race, you know, was great. But I, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a break right now. So. Yeah, um, I did do a 50k back in February and um, absolutely had a blast and loved it. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, yeah kind of nice to have weird. a break. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird time. I think that's very normal to be feeling yeah. all those things up and down and yeah, for and, sure. and kind of taking it as a reset, you know, yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. positive way to embrace this yeah. weird time that we have no control over. So. Right. And it's, it's, it's good because it makes you appreciate those times when you are able to get back out there and race and, and train. So, um, for sure. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Good. So I have kind of a random question. <laughs> is oh no is ultra running one word or two um we use it as one word in the okay. magazine so okay. i think you can use it as two but we use it as one <laughs> okay <laughs> that's our style guidelines <laughs> okay okay i love it because it is confusing it is and see with like ultra marathon i think we also use that uh, as one word, we make it one word in the magazine as well. Um, okay. but it's just a consistency thing for us. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Good, Good question. Though. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Both ways, so I'm like, which way is better? <laughs> According to ultra running magazine, it's one. Yeah. <laughs> right. yes. yeah. There we go. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, Amy, we, we want to be respectful of your time. Um, and, but we have so loved talking to you today. Well, thank you. I've had a blast talking to you guys too. So fun. Um, before we let you go, we have yeah. two questions we always ask our guests. Okay. So the first one is what is your favorite race you've ever done? Oh, I'm going to say Western States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that's a boring it, answer, but it's, it's no. so true. <laughs> well, we can tell that it was very powerful experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Awesome. So it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then the second question is, what is a healthy go-to meal that you make or eat for your family, with your family? Um, so I read Scott Jerk's book, Eat and Run, oh, it was years ago, I think when it came out. And I looked up the, the chili recipe in there. So I think it's Minnesota chili. Um, I made it and I eliminated the stuff that I didn't want in there. Like I think there's some wheat bulgur or something and mm. some other fillers, but I, I made it with the stuff that I liked and it became a huge hit with my family. So, and my relatives and all that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's, that's one of the things my, my son actually really likes it a lot too. So I love yeah. a good bowl of chili. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay that's well, awesome thank yeah. you so much Amy it was yeah, so nice meeting you guys. I'd love to talk to you forever yeah, yeah no. oh. we need to go run because um I know that I know you guys are leaving pretty soon but we need to get out and go for a run mm -hmm. Nikki and I actually so I don't know if she told you this story Stephanie no but we uh, you know what I'm going to say Nikki <laughs> I do. Uh-huh. Go okay. ahead. Say it. <laughs> so I was at the top of Pilot Butte, which is our local little, um, uh, I would say, state park, but it's a butte. So it's like 500 feet elevation gain. So it's good for hill repeats because it's only a mile up and a mile down. And I was up there. I don't even remember when it was. Um, it must have been in the, the – I don't – do you remember, Nikki? That was like summer – I think, it was, I think it was the fall or winter. I think okay. it was cold. Oh, I know, because I had a buff on. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. you had a buff on. That's how I recognize you, I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so I was up at the top, and I was like, are you 
Nikki part is that how I did it? I don't know. I think I I yeah. said something and I think I scared you because I was like, who are you're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, said. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um no, because you guys had just started Treeline uh and so I was I I think I'd seen your picture and I'd seen you and Chase and I was always kind of on the lookout because I knew you guys were doing Pilot Butte a lot. And so, um, yeah, so that's how we met in person. So, yeah. I know. It was so, I was so glad you said something. And then we got to run down the Butte together and right. yeah, it was so yeah. fun. Yeah, it was so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to go do some more Buttes. I, I'm trying to do maybe like a Butte um, couple hours chunk of running okay. like soon before I leave. It's kind of spontaneously, which... I know that's hard, but it would be fun if you could come out and do some repeats that. with me. Oh my gosh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I, it's getting really close to when we have to leave. So I'm kind of like, I don't know when I'm going to fit it in. Okay. Possibly Saturday morning. Okay. Like, I, I want to see people before I, we go. Yeah. And Chase is like, we're not moving. And I'm like, <laughs> things are starting to finally open up. And now I'm going to miss my people. So yeah, for a couple months. So. Okay. Anyway, yeah, let's know. Yeah. We'll talk. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Amy, so yeah. much for being thank on here. You. Yeah, no, thank you guys. It was a blast. I had a I had a great time. So thank you so much. Holy cow. She is I was kind of uh starstruck a little bit when we first started talking because she I mean, just being the editor of Ultra Runner magazine and having one or not one run Western States one, <laughs> but <laughs> knowing someone that's run Western States and all the, I mean, she got to finish during the golden hour and see all those people. And it was just inspiring to make mm-hmm. me want to run Western mm-hmm. States even more than I already do. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I could feel it. I could feel the emotion and energy that she was talking about. And yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I love that her husband doesn't run. <laughs> It makes me feel a little bit more like, okay, I'm still okay. Like I, I don't have, you know, partners that run with me all the time and all this stuff. So it is okay, Steph. (laughs) You're going to be okay. (laughs) But no, I know. But Amy is so great. She's so fun to talk to. And I just feel like we could have talked to her forever um, about everything. If you want to read more or learn more about Ultra Running Magazine, um, you can subscribe. They have a newsletter that comes out on Thursdays to your inbox. And then you can also um, sign up. I think Amy said she had nine magazines, nine issues come out every year. Um, and I've read through a couple of them, and they they have great content in them. So I would highly recommend getting some magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listeners out there enjoyed this conversation, you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And you should definitely share this with your mom tribe. That goes a long way with getting um, our words out to more listeners. And you can also subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter, which is found at treelinejournal.com. That is a once a week newsletter that my husband, Chase, and I send out each week. Um, and there will be podcast info on that so you that 
you don't miss anything, new upcoming episodes, and we always do a little write-up on each episode too. So check that out. And if you would like to send us a message or leave us some comments, um, you can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voice message through Anchor in the show notes below. There's a little link you can click, and we can hear your sweet, sweet voices too. We would love to hear your sweet voices. (laughs) Okay. Go run hard, mom hard. And I'm like, do you need a hug? He's like, no. He's like, and then he goes, do you need a hug? And I'm like, yes. What skeletons do you have in your closet, Amy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Now I don't remember what I was going to ask. <laughs> I had it. Never mind. This always happens. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, oh, shoot. Oh, I had something too. <laughs> I'll have to cut this out, Steph. I, I'll cut this out. Yeah. Oh. need to be happy during that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my bubble. My happy bubble. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Wasn't she awesome? Like, I was really relaxed. You burped. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's going to throw everything off. <laughs> and what? Because everybody could get a lot out of... Okay, good. no. A little happy dance. <laughs> I know. Happy, happy dance. <laughs> no, no bloopers. Don't Who's worry Nikki? about it. Don't worry. <laughs> Shorter. Chase is like, you do not have to write a novel each time there's a podcast. <laughs> I feel like I'm like honoring the guests a little more. Yeah. That was where Chase almost dropped out, and then he did it. And, so and then jealous. he had 10 more hours of running, 25 miles in 10 hours. Well, he stuck like it out. huge hills. Oh, my gosh. Hills? Okay. Mountain yes. hills. Yeah. Just call them hills. They're just little things. It only <laughs> took 10 hours. You know, it's yeah. fine. We are strong. Yes, we are. We can do hard things. Yes, we can. <laughs> okay. Great All right. job with the motivation. Here, cheerleading. <laughs>